Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to a new edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live. My name is Rob Howden, the voice of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. And uh, again, good to be back. As you can see, I've got the uh, the more relaxed Cooper Tire hat on. I'm finally back home in, in the, uh, the headquarters here, the home office. I was on the road for about three months, so it's good to be back. And of course, now I'm just waiting for that transition of, of me being home and just waiting to get back to the racetrack because uh, we don't do it again, uh, at least for you know for USF 2000, until uh, we get to New Jersey at the end of August. And we do get to go to Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway for Indy Pro and Indy Lights. And right before that, I'll be at a Supercarts USA Pro Tour race, the Summer Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, obviously, some great racing through the stretch run that we did have, right, to, to get to the essentially the middle half of the season. Uh, more of a stretch run for USF 2000 Indy Pro, middle of the season for Indy Lights. But, man, coming off that great weekend, at, at mid-Ohio, you look at some of the successes that the drivers had. You know, in USF 2000, you saw uh, guys like Kiko Porto and uh, and Michael D. Orlando have big weekends to kind of get themselves to the front of the order. Uh, same goes for, for Indy Pro 2000, of course, a tremendous weekend for Kyle Kirkwood uh, in Indy Lights. But one of the great stories, and this is kind of what I wanted to jump on, and I didn't want it to just wash bias and not get a chance to talk about it, but really one of the hottest drivers right now in the USF 2000 circuit is Simon Sykes for Legacy Autosport. We'll go into the stats in a couple seconds. I'm going to bring him in here right now because he's ready to go. Uh, Simon Sykes, no victories yet, but it's just around the corner. Let's just preface it with this. Um, four straight podiums from Road America through to Mid-Ohio. Nobody else can say that in that massive USF 2000 paddock. How are you feeling right now after you know a week and a half off since Mid-Ohio? Well, first of all, good afternoon, Rob. Uh, great to be back on the show. Uh, feeling great, honestly. Uh, get a little bit of a break now before New Jersey in August, but it was a pretty uh, front-heavy season with a, a lot of races packed in there. And uh, it's coming off the back of a really, really good run in Mid-Ohio, and team uh, and everyone couldn't be happier. Uh, we went out there, did our jobs, and uh, we're starting to find some uh, cons- consens- uh, consistency in the midseason where uh, the performance is really starting to come through. Well, the interesting thing, too, is I think most people that follow closely the road to Indy, those maybe who are casual followers, don't really know that you don't come in here with all the budget you need, right? You don't have the family cash. You don't have the investors to be able to have you in the car. So you were sporadically in the car. There were times when you were supposed to be in the car, but you actually didn't go out for practice. I think with St. Petersburg, we all figured you were going to be there, but you actually didn't even get on track for practice. Uh that's got to be tough for a young driver like yourself. You're itching to get out there to show what you have. You've been with Legacy Autosport for a couple of years now. Uh, you're you're a, a, a runoffs SCCA runoffs winner, so you know you have it. How before we go into what you were able to do at Road America in Mid Ohio, let's talk, talk a little bit about how you would you know maybe coped with what was a lot of uncertain times at the start of the season. Well, yeah, it was a, it was pretty tough. We had uh, some deals that were supposed to be season long. Um, I was. Uh, supposed to be in the car at St. Petersburg and uh, was a decision, I think Thursday night before uh, Friday practice at 8 a.m. Yeah. that I found out I wasn't going to be in the car. Um, so it was tough, but I stayed through the whole weekend, uh, helped help the team out. Uh, we had Andre Castro running that weekend and he came out of there with some strong results and uh, looked forward to trying to get back in the car. That was, it was always the goal. Just uh, move forward to the next one. Uh, keep, keep yourself in the car, especially when you don't have those season long deals to, fall back on and know you're going to be there the whole time. Every race is has to count, has to be your best performance. Yes. It's your calling card, right? That lat, you're only as best as your last race to a certain mm-hmm. extent when you're trying to trying to see if you can't find some sponsorship. 
you talk about with the front end, you know, the load of the front end, things kind of push. We should have started the season in, you know, early to mid-March at St. Petersburg and then go to Barber. Everything, as we know, got jammed in. We did our spring training at the start of April. Then two and a half, we are a week and a half later, back at Barber for the start of the season, St. Petersburg, then to Indianapolis for the races at, at IMS and, and Lucas Oil Raceway. And then, of course, kind of that right back and forth Road America and Mid-Ohio. Um, here's the thing. I want to throw this out here because – Four straight podiums. And I, I for, let's start with this. I was like super excited for you. What were your thoughts rolling across the line, coming into victory lane, being part of that whole action, second place in the second race at Road America? That must have been, it must have been like, man, I've finally been able to show what I've got. Yeah, that, that was a, an amazing moment because um, we, we just missed it uh, barely at Mid Ohio last year. Yeah. Uh, the, the second edition of Mid Ohio with that fourth place finish where I was leading earlier in the race. And then so I had a string of not so great results after that. And to come back and have another performance and really uh, take the opportunity to stand on that podium. It was getting pretty close to a win. And looking back, yeah, there are a few things I could have done different. <laughs> but to come away with a second place, that was huge. Uh, it was a huge boost in uh, momentum. And really to to keep me in the car, uh, you got to have those results. And so yeah. coming away with the second place uh, really helped me get to Mid-Ohio. Not just big for you, but big for Legacy Autosport. The whole crew, the family, they were pretty loud at Victory Lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can't thank them enough for everything they've done. They've been working really, really hard at this, yeah. and they have a good team. Um, we just haven't had all the testing, all the budget to really go and do it properly from the start of the season. So coming in at the halfway point of the season and finding our form there, I think it's uh, – it's it's really strong because a lot of people did a lot of testing at the beginning of the year and most of our testing was at, at race weekends on the racetrack and That's so it, it really didn't we didn't uh hit it hard and maximize our results until until we got to road america and since then it's it's been pretty consistent and we've been been on a roll yeah let's let's talk about the role but before we came on here i went online and because i wanted to write it down mm -hmm. i want to look at plus you know your pluses and, and your your you're moving forward Road America, a seventh in the opening round and a second. That sounds really good, right? Yeah, a couple of good finishes, a top 10, you're in the podium. But you started 16th in race number one, went to seventh, so that's plus nine. You started 10th in race number two, that's plus eight. So 17 position improvement over the two uh, uh, the two races there. You get a seventh, you get a second. It really, you had to have felt that that second place finish, even the whole weekend on itself, you must have been just pumped. The team was pumped. You guys were coming together. And then going into mid-Ohio, obviously, with that momentum, what was it? If I ask you right now and you, you were to say, hey, listen, this is what kind of turned things around in terms of finding the pace that you guys were lacking a little bit earlier in the season. What was it about Road America? Did you did you roll off uh, with a different setup? Did you try something a bit different? Did you have new staff in the, under the tent or what, what was it? Uh, I think there are a couple things that uh, that have changed throughout the season. Uh, coming to Red America, a couple things that were new is we had a uh, Mike Meyer engineer in the car uh, with some knowledge of what, what they had done in the past there, and so we we're able to come in with a, a setup that we knew was going to be close uh, and fine tune it uh, a lot more than we had at the start of the season, where we would have to throw major changes at the cars in between important sessions and <laughs> really kind of hope for the best. Yeah. Right. Um, so being able to have a car that you know is going to do. Uh, pretty similar things every time you go out um, is pretty beneficial. And uh, Road America is a place that's so great for USF 2000 racing with those three really long straights. Um, Love it. <laughs> Qualifying is really, really important in uh, USF 2000, but that's the one place you can really make some moves. And so yeah. I was able to 
fall back on some of my F1600 experience of uh, passing in those cars. And it, it was pretty similar. Um, the cars passed really well, drafted really well. And so it was all all about how hard he attacked it. And I was uh, I was pushing really, really hard at the starts and all the way throughout the race, trying to not, not give an inch. And there were a few close calls, but uh, it yeah. was great racing overall. <laughs> there were a few close calls for sure. Almost interlocked wheels. Now, Listen, there's something to be said for rolling off the trailer strong, right? If you can roll off the trailer with a top 10 car, top five car, like a lot of these guys are able to do because they have so much data, did all the testing like you're talking about. You guys are significantly down on testing. You're running the test day and that's it. You weren't there for days before where you've got data down. Um, I will say this, though. So, so you guys roll off the trailer with a decent setup. You know, We talked earlier off air about how Alex Barron used to race for the Frenchman used to race uh, for, for legacy did, did some time with them and was able to get a good setup there. Not only did you have his setup and then be able to base off of that, but you come in there with an intimate knowledge of the racetrack as well. Last year uh, in the SCCA national championship runoffs, you were able to win in the formula F category. You finished second in formula continental. So two cars that would really lend themselves to it. Is that, a, is your knowledge of the track, your knowledge of being able to race there like you did at the runoffs, does that play a big factor? You think? I, I definitely think so. Um, honestly, I think I went back and looked at it, and Road America may be the one track I have the most track time out oh, really? of, okay. of any track I've ever raced. Yeah. So uh, being able to put a lot of laps down there, uh, find out what works, what doesn't, uh, especially in some of those F1600 races where you're constantly passing back and forth, to be able to see where the moves stick uh, and what usually doesn't work was uh, hugely helpful. But no, nothing really prepares you uh, for getting in there and racing as hard as those guys do in USF 2000. So you just got to be the most aggressive. You got to be the one making, making all the moves. Let's talk about the other variable that we talked about earlier before we came on the show here was the fact that I mentioned Alex Barron, the driver, the French driver, that's one R in Barron, Alex mm -hmm. Barron, two R's, uh, a veteran driver in, in the U S uh, top national level kart racer for many years, got into the Atlantic championship, did champ car as well, uh, running with Dan Gurney. Uh, we've seen Alex in the paddock uh, on occasion with Legacy Autosport guys, and he was there with you as well. You know, Alex is, mm -hmm. is a little bit longer removed from running any kind of USF 2000, which I believe he did back in the day. I think he ran uh, F2000 uh, when he came out of carts. What was what was Alex able to bring to you? Here's a guy that's been around a long time, knows the racetrack. What was he able to do for you in terms of coaching, in terms of maybe adding some engineering as well? Oh, absolutely. He was able to do uh, so much. And you say he's, he's pretty far removed, but what a lot of people don't know, I think, is that he's actually been in this generation of the USF car before. I do know that, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think, not, not a lot of people know that, but he's done some testing with uh, with Legacy. And so he was able <laughs> yeah. to, he, he has some uh, knowledge of the car. That's good. Um, that he's that he's able to bring, how, how to drive it, what, what it likes, um, and just help me overall, especially with some of the stuff that I'm coming to the series and that I haven't dealt with before. Um, tire management and the peaks of the tires are a lot a lot steeper than they, they have been in the cars I've run in the past. So figuring out all these little tricks um, has been a lot easier with him there to, to help coach and help, uh, help us uh, progress throughout the weekend. I know that you've taken some time as well with uh, Greg DeGeorges from Symmetric Driver Performance Labs. And I've, mm -hmm. I've been trying to get in the sim at the start of every weekend so I can get a feel for the track and get a feel for what it looks like. I know you've been with, with, with Greg in the sim, the track side sim. How much has that helped to being able to, to because we only have five sessions, right? It, it, mm -hmm. Especially if there's a, a test day's rained out or whatever it may be. What's it like being able to jump in there and maybe try something a little different between sessions? Oh, it's great. Um, you obviously you have the knowledge of the track um, and the only real way to get any track time 
beforehand is to get in on a simulator because yeah. you can do iRacing or whatever, but it's close, but it's never going to be um, as realistic. Whereas his simulator, I feel like is the most realistic That's version awesome. you can get. Yeah. Um, it's, it's super, super nice. Uh, I love driving on it and it can really give you that, that feel and that comfort to go out and, and push harder from the start. Um, and you can definitely work on some other things as well in there, uh, cold tire pace or, yeah. or setups uh, and every little detail just to get that extra edge over the competition. Well, it's obviously working for you. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about before we kind of turn the focus on mid Ohio on that amazing weekend there, let's talk and wrap up road America with the pressure that you were feeling in the race car. Do you feel pressure? Were you feeling pressure? You were trying to chase down Thomas Nepfu. You needed that podium. I think everybody, you had to feel that, man, mm-hmm. I, I can't slip to fourth. I got to have this podium. I need the momentum. Were you feeling the pressure when you were getting in the, in the later laps there? Um, I'd say in the first race, I felt more pressure um, because it was a fight all the way to the end. Um, There's definitely, I, I'd say there was more pressure at the beginning of the second race where I'm fighting and trying to scrap up up my way to second place. Um, but honestly, the last few laps uh, were a, a little bit more relaxing. Obviously, I'm attacking Thomas and trying to yep. chase down my first win, but we built a gap behind. So it, it was kind of that comfort of, all right, if you just don't crash the car and you don't crash into Thomas, you're going to be on the podium uh, for the first time. <laughs> it, so yeah. I, I was racing hard, but also cleanly enough to where I could could uh, make sure the car came home um, and six hundredths of a second was all the difference was at the end, but uh, it was an incredibly great race. You know, people, I uh, probably get sick of me talking about confidence and momentum when we're, when I'm chatting about drivers in USF 2000, but man, what a perfect example of you guys coming out of road America. Uh, you know, you got a great feel for what you want the car to feel like because you got a better setup. You dialed it in just a little bit throughout the weekend. You go to mid Ohio, another track that you've been very good at. You talked about last year, you guys pulled the strategy move on the tires in the second race to be able to start up front for race three. You capitalized on that uh, finishing in that fourth spot, but you go to mid Ohio the confidence probably at an all-time high. The team's confidence at an all-time high. You're believing in Mike Meyer. Mike Meyer's believing in Simon Sykes. Everybody's there working. And then you guys roll out, and you're fourth for all three races. Like, this is this is a different experience, dude. You're punching up, up with the big dogs as opposed to scrapping to try to find stuff between sessions. When you roll out good at mid-Ohio, you mentioned the fact that qualifying is important in USF 2000. It indeed is. Not so much at Road America, but my goodness, it is the paramount at mid Ohio, when you rolled out, got in for qualifying, you saw where you were. I have to believe there was a sigh of relief knowing that you're going to be starting up front. Uh, there definitely is, especially mid Ohio being probably uh, alongside Barber, the most qualifying dependent tracks on, on the schedule. So uh, where you start is, is almost determinative where you're going to finish with the exception of some uh, incredible drives on Sunday by a few drivers that started further back. Um, they came up through the field nicely, but being able to start up front is, is everything. And that was the first time we'd done that. That was, uh, I think that was my first time, first time aside from mid Ohio last year that I started inside the top 10, uh, maybe, and did it on pace and through qualifying rather than an off strategy. Um, so that part of it was massively important and it was, it was coming down pretty close too. Uh, we didn't have the best first run in, in the qualifying session. I think I was, I was 17th when I came in and got my second set of tires. Wow. And we went about, went out, uh, with about three minutes to go. Uh, and as the second fastest lap is also, 
uh, determinative where you're going to start later in the weekend. We yeah. had to make sure that every lap in those last three minutes <laughs> was perfect. And uh, the car came together. We made a small adjustment in on the pit stop and we went back out and the car was, was ready to roll and uh, put it in fourth place. I couldn't believe it when I heard it over the radio. It's um, <laughs> definitely our best start and it was going to make the whole weekend a lot easier. But listen to this though, too. Is that not also a little indication that the team is getting a better feel for the car and you and everything when you come in and you can make that change. Cause a lot of times mm-hmm. the team will come in, you're not sure what you want to do. You're asking for something. Yeah. I want more front. I want whatever I want to, to turn. I want to see it rotate in the corner, whatever it is. But when the team, you, you ask for something, the team makes the change and you go back out and go P4, man, that's got to give you a lot of confidence. Uh, it's such a great feeling, especially cause I know, uh, that with this team, we we deserve to be up there. Uh, we should be uh, contending at the front. And to see some of our results from uh, earlier in the season, we're like, that's not really where we should be. Um, it, it, we can't trash it as terrible, but it's not what the maximum we have to offer is. And I, feel, I still feel like we can uh, get that win in there. Um, we're getting closer and closer, and especially con- the consistency to stay on, on the podium. I, I couldn't believe it when I heard that we were the only uh, – <laughs> I know. Only car to be up there four times in a row this year. Uh, in the years past, you've well, always I meant, had I meant, I, I meant four times in a row at this time. I'm sure maybe, I had to look earlier, but nobody in the last four races had been on the podium. So I'm not up mm-hmm. to go back. I don't know that anybody's done that okay. either, to be honest, because we've had some, we've had different winners in the series as well, right? It's been crazy. Yeah. I mean, this year has been incredibly competitive. Um, I think the likes of which uh, ha- haven't been seen in a while. Um, where you have so many different drivers competing at the front and it's yeah. never a given who's going to be up there at, on any given race. Um, it's, it's huge for the series as you can see more and more teams. And I was, I went back and I watched your broadcast in mid Ohio and I, I, it was neat to hear you say how many different teams were in the top 10 right? top five. Yeah. It's, it's, amazing. it's not just, it's not just one team walking yeah. away with it. You got a lot of, a lot of competition out there. Agreed. Let's go back and, and give you the props on this because I, I mentioned this to you in, in the studio beforehand. Plus 17 at Road America in, in the two races. Plus one mid-Ohio, you go from fourth to third. Plus one in race two, fourth to third. Plus two, fourth to second. So four straight podiums. Plus 21 over five races with an average advance of 4.2 positions per race. Any driver is going to take that, especially if you're starting inside the top 10. It's... uh a wins around the corner, like you said. I got to think that sitting there, what, third, third, and second in mid-Ohio, you just wanted to move those guys over and step up to the top of the podium, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was tough because they, they were really fast. But there were yeah. a few times where I saw them fighting, and it would be really nice if they just kind of knocked each other off. Give me that luck. Right now. Right? And it <laughs> but they did a really good job. And I felt like we had uh, – had enough to finish third. I was having a little bit of trouble running them down for those top two spots, but we're able to get able to get good starts every time. Uh, I think all three races I went from fourth to third on the start, yeah. and two of those races that's where I finished. And the last race I was able to get Kiko uh, on one of the restarts. Um, so I felt like our, our cold tire pace was uh, really strong at Mid Ohio, and that that had a huge effect in um, getting us away from the pack and uh, creating that gap that everyone else would have to try and chase down. Cause it, I went back and I looked at the times and we were not the fastest uh, at our overall best, but yep. we were consistent and we were able to get out to a good start. And that made the difference. So let's uh, let's take the, the, the last little bit here. This, this episode and talk about the future, what's happening in, in the, in the, for the next deal. There's essentially, <laughs> it's crazy. There's essentially two more race weekends for you. One of them's, could potentially be a double header. We'll see. Uh, the next race is New Jersey Motorsports Park. I asked you, hey, are you going to be there? And you said, I think I am. 
Um, man, like, where are the sponsors looking to try to find a young American? It's got to be a yes. You're not quite sure that whether you're going to be at New Jersey or not yet. Uh, I think I am. Um, just got to finalize a few details, but it, yeah, it's okay. it's sounding like I'm I'm, I'm going to be there. Uh, All so. right. Excited to be back in the car, uh, mid Ohio later in the year. Uh, you're talking about that. That's, that, that's let's go there. So the, the the finale now is mid Ohio, uh, the first weekend of October. It's the cancellation of Toronto. That event and ends up moving to mid Ohio, trying to find a place to be. It'll be a standalone event uh, with the road dandy. They may get. I'm not sure whether or not whether they're going to have a, another uh, another program or two there. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is that of course we were supposed to be done earlier with the road to Indy, but instead. Mm-hmm. It's October. That's the same weekend as the SCCA runoffs uh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where you went for the first time last year, the first time you've ever even been in there. Um, you're looking to try to defend your championship in F4 and your runner-up position in Formula Continental uh, with Rice Race Prep. You've qualified for the, the runoffs. You're going there. It's the same weekend as the finale weekend. You're not in the championship battle, so but you're you're gonna try to, you're gonna try to see if you because I know that the runoffs is a week long, right? So you kind of qualify mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Races Friday, Saturday, Sunday. When depending on when your races are, are we gonna see you maybe at Mid Ohio in the Legacy Car on the Friday and the Sunday? I'm still working out the details. <laughs> um, that would be ideal is to be able to do both um, yeah. because it's really nice. The runoffs races are both on uh, Saturday afternoon, um, and so there's a nice gap Friday and Sunday that are uh, clear of any events for us, but we're, uh, with the schedule change originally, um, I was going to do the USF season and, uh, with Greg Rice, there was a few new changes in the rules for the runoffs this year okay. that, uh, seemed to play towards what we had. Uh, and so we wanted to go out and, uh, do it again, uh, and get those, get those championships, um, and finally nab that FC championship. Uh, and it was scheduled for well clear of the, of the USF 2000 season, like a nice month later yeah. uh, where there wasn't supposed to be anything. And then Toronto got canceled. And of course it was the one week in the runoffs are that that last race got put on top of, but uh, well, I'm, I'm looking to see, see what the options are, are there to see if I can see if I can make it work. Obviously uh, a strong year for you. And this mid season, getting all the experience you wanted earlier in the year, you get this great success. You're going to go head to New Jersey at a place that uh, I know. I think you've got, you've raced in New Jersey before. Yeah. in the F 1600 car. Yeah. I have. All right. So you got, you got experience there. That's key. Um, First, let's let me ask you this right now. Uh, first off, let's give you an opportunity to, to talk about the people that make allow you to do this. What sponsors do you have? Who do you have that's backing you? I know the guys at Legacy are, are, are big supporters of what you do. Who who do you want to mention here on the show? Well, obviously, Legacy Autosports has been hugely important to me. Without them, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing any of this. Um, they've been hugely supportive and giving me the greatest cars um, to try and try and build towards that, that, that first win. So they've been instrumental. They've been uh, progressing really, really nicely. I feel like we've got a, a good thing going on there. I can't thank Mike Meyer uh, and his whole family enough for everything they've done to make, make the program possible. Um, and alongside that is the Edwards family of uh, Fred Edwards and his family uh, yep. at the Metal League Corporation um, in support of legacy Autosport. They've been, uh, the only reason we've been here, they've, uh, their continued supports allowed us to go out and, uh, get these podiums and with everyone excited after, after mid Ohio, I'm excited for what we can, uh, try and nail down to, uh, get, get some uh, more running next year. Um, see if we can chase down a championship. 
I was going to say that's the, that's the next question. A any talks yet about next year? Uh, are you are you thinking about that? Are you trying to finish this year off and spend the you know then the off season trying to find the budget to put this thing together? Because you've obviously shown you know what you can do. I think I think the performances at Road America and at Mid Ohio have have to have turned people's heads, saying, "Hey, here's a kid uh, that you know part of Team USA scholarship last year. You just weren't able to go because of the racing commitment you had." So Jeremy Shaw obviously saw uh, what you had as well. So you're in that group of amazing drivers. Uh, with with that honor, and, and I think you've shown that, that that obviously you're deserving of some support. Is anything? Have you had discussions about 2022 yet? I uh, here and there, nothing nothing major so far. Just a uh, kind of small talk um, and feeling out what ideas there are for next year. Um, I mean, it's it's possible we could uh, do the USF 2000 Championship, mm -hmm. um, try and do that full season, uh, and. Uh, when that when that scholarship that would make uh, everything a lot easier yeah, on <laughs> everyone for trying to make this happen. So we're talking about a few things, but okay. um, I'll definitely I'll keep you updated um, and see what we can do. Well, Simon, I'll tell you one thing. It was a pleasure getting a chance to introduce you four times in a row on the podium. You know, it, it, once that starts happening, it kind of just rolls off the tongue a little bit easier, doesn't it? It does. Uh, and it's to the point uh, where I, I'm looking for that win. The, podi the podiums it. are great and they're, they're coming in and uh, I wouldn't be doing this without, without finishing in the top three, but just every time it's, I wish I was on that top step. All so right, we'll get there I soon. Get Simon, thank you so much for joining us, man. I do appreciate it. Thank you. I really enjoyed uh, you having me uh, and a uh, great discussion as always. Thanks Simon. Thank we'll so let much. Simon. We'll let Simon take off folks. And have, listen, we're, the road to Indy, there's so many great American drivers, right? We watched them go through the ranks into the NTT Indy car series coming up through the entire road to Indy. And it's at USF 2000 uh, where they, they get, they start learning that racecraft. You see them kind of come to the forefront. You see legacy and Simon kind of work their way forward and really start to come together. It was, this is really, I think one of the great stories here mid season in the Cooper tires, USF 2000 championship. But here's a young American driver that needs some help because just doesn't have the funding to be able to keep going. I think he's shown what he's got. And hopefully there's some uh, race fans out there that are, that have companies that can see in the way he speaks. Simon's obviously very articulate. I had him in the booth earlier this year to do some uh, as a driver analyst. Maybe do that again later in the season. But I really hope to see him get a chance to do a full season because the kid's got the talent for sure. We'll be going after another SCCA runoffs championship as well. But we'd like to see him try to run for the title in USF 2000 in 2022. Folks, thank you so much for joining me here in another edition of the Road to Indy Insider Live. I got some more guys lined up. I'm going to do a couple Book It podcasts to talk to the Americans who are racing overseas as well. Uh, but lots of great stories in the Road to Indy. We'll try to bring you here on our bit of a break. Again, we're back at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway with Indy Pro 2000 and Indy Lights uh, in late August before we go to New Jersey Motorsports Park. And then we do the West Coast Swing for Indy Lights at Portland and Laguna Seca. And, of course, capping it all off at uh, Mid-Ohio on the October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I do appreciate it. Big thank you to Simon Sykes as well. Tremendous driver. Uh, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.